Hey, it's Michael O'Neill of the Solopreneur Hour, and you're listening to the 360 Entrepreneur with Jan Ilunga. This is episode number 12, and today we talk about how to launch a successful podcast. Here we go. Welcome to the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs and small business owners who dream big and want to do bigger. Join some of the world's top entrepreneurs, internet marketers, and best-selling authors as they share their inspiring stories, their struggles, and give actionable tips that will help you build, grow, and promote your online business. Here's your host, Yanni Lunga. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Jan here with the 12th episode of the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. I hope you're having a great day and I hope you have your pen and paper ready. You have opened your digital notebook because in this episode there's going to be plenty, plenty, plenty of golden nuggets. And today we talk about how to launch a successful podcast. So if you have been thinking about launching a podcast or even if you have a podcast, because some of the things we share today are relevant for podcasters, people who already have a show on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud. Either way, there's going to be plenty of golden nuggets here for you. And maybe you've been thinking about, should I be podcasting? Should I start my own show? And I've written a post where I share a couple of success stories of people who have launched a podcast, people who were in very different stages of their career. You will, you can learn more about that if you check the post that you find in the show notes at 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 12. Having a podcast is a great thing, can really open many doors for you, can really help you build authority, connect with influencers. This is my second podcast now. I have a music business podcast, The Giant Spotlight. This is a new podcast with the 12th episode. And at this moment, I'm in the new and noteworthy section of iTunes. And a few days ago, I actually hit the number one spot in both the podcasting and the careers categories. That's something that I'm really proud of and I'm really excited about. And podcasting is it's really exciting as well. And you're going to learn much, much more about podcasting and really how to start and launch your own podcast in this episode. Before I tell you more about today's guest, let's take a second to thank today's sponsor. When talking about web hosting, there is no doubt. Bluehost is the number one web hosting service. For just $3.95 a month, you get a limited web hosting, a limited domain hosting, which means that you can host as many websites as you want with just a single Bluehost account, and you get 24-7 top-notch support, and you can install your WordPress sites automatically with just a couple of clicks. Go to 360entrepreneur.net slash Bluehost to sign up, and when you do, you get a $50 Facebook credit and $100 worth of Google AdWords. That's at 360entrepreneur.net slash Bluehost. All right, so today we are joined by the host of the Solopreneur Hour with Michael O'Neill. Michael O'Neill, who is one of the very best podcasters out there. He's a great host. He has an amazing energy and he's also taught about podcasting. He teaches podcasting. He still teaches podcasting. So it's great to have him here on the show with us to tell us more about the great things he does and to really help us launch a successful podcast. As I said earlier, you'll find the show notes with the links to everything Michael and I cover in this episode at 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 12. That's 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 12. Here is how to launch a successful podcast with Michael O'Neill. Hey, everybody. 
I'm here with a very, very, very special guest for this new episode of the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm super excited about today's topic. Today we talk about how to launch a successful podcast. And you know, when I was looking for a guest, I couldn't have picked a better guest. He's the founder and the host of the award-winning podcast, The Solopreneur Hour with Michael O'Neill. He has been featured on Creative Live on the course Podcasting 101. And just to give you a short intro about The Solopreneur Hour, in a little bit more than a year, the show has already garnered over 2 million downloads and monetized to over 200 Case. It's with great pleasure that I welcome on the show, Michael O'Neill. Hey, Michael, how's it going? Yana, how are you doing, man? I need to update that because it's actually four and a half million. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so more than double already, guys. Michael, the first thing I have to tell you is you rock. I'm a big fan of the Solopreneur Hour. And first thing I have to tell you is thank you for what you do, man. Well, it's my pleasure. Um, it's, uh, it's a... I, I, some people say like those things are labor of love, but I, <laughs> I really love it. I really love the labor. I love creating the show and I love talking to cool people like yourself. And, and I, I really like the, the community and the, um, it's so new, right? Yeah. The, the industry of podcasting is so new. Um, but then to your point, the reason why I think that um, I like it so much is because I, I like to look back in history and look at radio broadcasting. Mm -hmm. And I like to bring a lot of those elements into this sort of all these young whippersnappers that are getting into <laughs> podcasting like yourself. Awesome. And, you know, obviously having energetic, fun guests like you really help. And really, as I said, you're really an expert when it comes to podcasting. I mentioned the Solopreneur Hour, the Creative Live course. And the first question I have to ask you, you know, there are many of people out there that are listening to you and I, and maybe they are thinking or have been thinking for some time about starting their own podcast. So, Michael, what would you tell them? Why starting a podcast? Well, I I don't think right now in this landscape that there's a faster way to grow uh, a business or an audience mm -hmm. than podcasting. I think that it's from a from a, a cost of entry and ease of entry that it's very easy to start a show. Um, and it's fairly easy to grow a, a, a really decent audience. Uh, the way I look at it, there's probably six ways that you can grow an audience right now. So You've got um, social media, like if you're really digging into social media, YouTube, Google Hangouts. So if you're doing sort of free Google Hangouts every week, uh, you've got podcasting, you've got blogging, and that's five. And then the one that I think has gotten a lot of traction this year is self-publishing. So putting mm -hmm. out your own book. But of those six, I think podcasting has the easiest sort of barrier of entry and you can, you can build a little quicker. So that's why I think the trend right now is podcasting. Awesome. So you mentioned not only podcasting, but also other ways people can utilize to really grow their audience, their fan base. And obviously, you know, there are many things we should think about before launching a podcast, the artwork, the intro music, if not everyone is a drummer like yourself and can <laughs> create their own, their own intro music. There is the, the tools. There are quite many different things to think about when starting a podcast. What do you think are the most important ones that people should focus on when they are about to launch their podcast? Well, I, I, I'd like to even step, take a step back from that mm -hmm. in, in that I think that people, when they, if they decide that they want to do a podcast just to grow their audience, 
they're not going to be successful at it. I think that to do a podcast because you love the topic you're talking about, then I think that's going to have a chance of being a lot more successful. Mm -hmm. I think when people walk into it with a monetization strategy and here's what I'm going to outsource and you know, X, Y, Z, I think those are the ones that have been failing left and right. And I mm -hmm. think there are literally thousands of them that are failing at that right now because they came into it with the wrong intention. I started my show because I wanted to, I wanted to surround myself and talk to these people. Like I literally have a genuine passion to do that. So <laughs> I, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to monetize it this way. I like, I didn't care about that. I just wanted to have good conversations with these people. Now, fortunately enough, people listen to it that they, <laughs> they, they, they wanted, you know, that ultimately the monetization side came to it, but that's not why you go podcasting, first of all. So I wanted to make that point clear. And then mm -hmm. the second thing is, um, so you're saying what, what are the most important tools or what do you like starting a podcast has a lot of moving parts because it's not just the, it, it's not like talking into the microphone and recording with someone or recording yourself is about 10% of what makes a podcast. You need to have a website, which is great, but mm -hmm. it, typically it's sort of a blog. But to have a website, you need to have a brand. So to have a brand is really the most important part. And the people that join my coaching program are people that like will spend three months on their brand before they do anything. Mm -hmm. So um, the brand part has to come first. And then once the brand is there and you have an idea who, who you're speaking to and what you're speaking about, then you need like the logo and the identity and all that stuff. And that's the website side. And then you got gear. So then how am I going to get my voice recorded? Um, and that's, that's where I think having the right guidance on what gear is, is going to work for you. I've always been a proponent of old school. Like I like real microphones with XLR connections and mm -hmm. a mixer and into our actual recorder. But I don't like to do, I don't like, for instance, I don't, I don't believe in software recording. I don't believe yeah. in recording to a laptop, but, but, but you have to make those decisions. There's a million decisions mm -hmm. to make with that. Then you got the gear. And then once you've done that, then there's the strategy. And what's the show going to look like? Is it going to be uh, a, a narrative podcast like Serial or um, Startup? Is it mm -hmm. going to be an interview show like mine? And if it is an interview show, is it going to be free flow conversational or is it going to be in a formatted way? So you have all kinds of decisions to make just to get a show launched. And it does take a little while. Yeah, and Michael, I think you touched on, on many great points and also the last one when you talked about the format. Also, if it's going to be, uh, are you going to be the only host or are there going to be, for example, co-hosts? All those things you mentioned are really great things that people should really think about. So guys, if you are planning on launching a podcast, really take time to think about what is there behind a podcast. So like Michael told us, the brand. And if you're looking for branding tips, definitely check out episode three, where we talked about how to build a killer brand with Phil Fallon, uh, Phil Pallon, or you talked about the website, obviously, the logo, what to think about, the, the structure, and obviously also how often do you want to publish? So is it going to be a daily podcast, two times a week, once a week, once a month, whatever? Michael, great tips. And in terms of, of platforms, we know that the the bigger uh, the biggest two are iTunes and Stitcher, but then there are also platforms like SoundCloud. There is Spreaker that is getting more and more attention. Which platforms would you recommend for the people to getting started on with their podcast? 
Do you mind uh, if I add something onto the previous question? Because you, you triggered not. something. Yeah. You triggered something, which is the there's no correlation between frequency of the show or length of the show in terms of its popularity. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you don't have to have a show that's 24 minutes because that's the average commute time. Mm-hmm. There's been so many, there's been so much evidence that shows that that doesn't matter to people at all. You look yeah. at someone like Joe Rogan's, Joe Rogan's podcast is three hours long, often. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the top in the world. I mean, it's like always right there. Adam Carolla's is an hour and a half or two hours. So mm-hmm. the time doesn't really matter. And then the frequency, I know plenty of people that do a show once a week or once every couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. they get, you know, you, again, you look at something like uh, Serial or you look at um, Startup. I mean, they're doing hundreds of thousands of downloads per episode and they're once every like two weeks. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really, you don't have to have a seven day a week show that's 24 minutes is what I'm saying. And I think that people keep putting themselves in these positions where they, they, they put too much work on themselves because it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Again, talking into the mic is 10%, right? So then you've got all the production and the post-production and then the editing and all the, you know, creating the, like the blog post that goes with it and maybe an image that needs to go with it. And then that has to get published. And once that gets published, then it's like social media and it's got, you know, on all the platforms that we're going to get into in a second. And so that's a lot of work. And if you're going to do it seven days a week, seven times the work that you'd be doing if it were <laughs> a one day a week show. So it's like, you just have to know what you're getting into. If it's going to be like a little part-time gig, great. I can say that I do podcasting full-time and my show is three days a week. Mm-hmm. And that's plenty. Like I, if I did another two days a week, that would be really daunting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Platform-wise, iTunes is still the, you know, the 800-pound gorilla. I mean, you're going to get 80, 85, 90% of your downloads are going to come from iTunes. So I, I focus on iTunes and Stitcher. I don't focus on anything else. I'm not on SoundCloud. I'm not on any of the other ones. Um, I could be, and I'm sure I will be, um, at some point, but, but, uh, I think you want to, first you gotta, you know, first you gotta dance with the prettiest girl in the room <laughs> and, uh, and then you can start dancing with everybody else. But I think you got to make sure that your, you know, the, the iTunes, your iTunes launch in and of itself is they have a, an eight week, um, window that you can be on something they call new and noteworthy. And mm-hmm. what that does is it gives you about a 70% boost to your downloads and you feel pretty good because you're, mixing it up with all the big people that are in your category. And you feel like you're, you're like, hey, I'm right next to Pat Flynn or whatever. You're not really at all, actually. <laughs> um, but, but, but you are for that time and it's worth taking screenshots and you've got to leverage that. But you've got eight weeks of that. And then once you drop off of that, that's when the real work begins. Mm-hmm. And that's kind, of the, that's kind of where I like to step in in terms of my podcast training. So, but but um, I, I would say iTunes, you know, you want to make sure that you've got a nice website, the audio on your podcast is good. Um, I was just at Apple two weeks ago mm-hmm. meeting with them about this very thing. And they, they, there's real humans that look at your, your feed. So like when you submit a show to iTunes, there's a person that actually looks at it and they look at your website, they listen to the show, and they determine whether or not you're going to be on New and Noteworthy. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have to make sure all that stuff, the brand, the look, the logo, the sound is all dialed in. Michael, thanks for these insider tips on, on, you know, what matters in terms of being featured in you and not worthy. And you talked about, you know, the non-correlation between the frequency and the length of the podcast. And then 
you mentioned some platforms, for example, I also use obviously iTunes and Stitcher and I use SoundCloud as well for the fact that I like how SoundCloud interacts with social media, for example, with Twitter. If you share your episodes on Twitter, now people can listen directly from Twitter. So there are those couple of reasons why I use SoundCloud. But obviously, as we said, there are also other platforms. So it's really depending. It really depends on what you guys want to do. And, and Michael, I know that you have a background in branding and both web and print design. So I want to, to tap into your brain and ask if you have any tips for the listeners in terms of their artwork. So the picture that it's going to be featured on iTunes and Stitcher, do you have any tips on, you know, what in your opinion makes a good artwork for a podcast? Yeah. Yeah. I have all kinds of opinions on those things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh, in terms of, I, you, whenever you say something, I have one more thing I always want to add to the previous. Uh, Absolutely, you need yeah. to open. I need room. I need room for that, dude. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta leave me room for that. Um, the, the, um, you can't have too many doorways to your content. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the more platforms you can have your podcast on, the better, and the more posts and tweets and Facebook messages and whatever. Anything you can put out there is good. You know, there's no, there's no such thing as too much. Mm-hmm. Especially now in this age of Twitter where it's like a tweet lasts five minutes maybe before it drops <laughs> off people's news feed. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I was a branding guy for 18 years. So that's, that's really a lot of my background. There's a few things. Um, there's, first of all, I have this concept which I say... The, let the brand be the fullback. And you guys, mm-hmm. if, if you're international listeners, you may not understand that. But in American football, we have, uh, we've got <clears throat> two, two big giant lines of guys that are, <laughs> that are trying to smash into each other. And those are like the offensive line and defensive line. And behind that, on the offensive side, there's a, a smaller guy that gets the ball. And he's got to run through this giant line of offensive and defensive guys. Now, Sometimes he can get, you know, they can make a big hole for him to run through. But if not, there's a big guy that goes in front of him and he bashes through the line. He's <laughs> called the full, he's called the fullback. And so the, the, the running back or the halfback follows behind that guy. And that guy makes the big hole that he runs through. So I have this concept, let your brand be the fullback. And here's what I mean by that. When I first started my show, nobody knew Michael O'Neill. So if I had had the Michael O'Neill show, nobody would have listened. It mattered. It would not have been a blip on anybody's radar because I'm nobody. Like no one knows me at all. Even if I have great things to say and I'm like I'm important in my own little community, but still nobody knows me. Mm -hmm. However, this starting with the solopreneur hour, that was compelling enough for people to go, oh, that's interesting. I want to hear that. I want to see what that's all about. And so... I let the solopreneur hour be the fullback for a year. So I was really just about the solopreneur hour. Once the show grew to a certain um, a level, I changed the branding just a little bit so that it was the solopreneur hour with Michael O'Neill. So now mm-hmm. I've introduced myself because the brand has built brand equity, what we call it. And now I can do that. You'll also see if you are a uh, Entrepreneur on Fire fan, John Lee Dumas did the exact same thing. So first mm-hmm. it was Entrepreneur on Fire. Then it was Entrepreneur on Fire with John Lee Dumas. And now when you look at his artwork, it says John Lee Dumas at the top and then Entrepreneur yeah. on Fire. So he's let his brand be the full. Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income, same thing. He was SPI for years and years and years, but now it's Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn. 
And then it's Ask Pat. Like, so now he's grown his own personal brand within this, but he let his other brand be the fullback. So for that reason, I don't like when people have pictures of themselves on mm -hmm. their artwork. Like, I just don't think that that's going to do you any good. Um, unless you're a beautiful girl, and in which case, then it always works. Like, or if you're a if you're a guy and you're doing a health and fitness podcast and you've got like a like a six pack, then that works too. Like, those, so those are the only two times that it really matters if your picture is on it. The other thing is, when it comes to artwork, I like to do the squint test. So open up iTunes and see, go to your category, and then take a big screenshot on the Mac. It's Command Shift F4 or Command-Shift-F3, and <clears throat> Command-Shift-3, rather, and that will take a screenshot of your whole screen. And what you do is you can bring that into Photoshop or whatever image editing tool. You can put your artwork on that. So put it right on the screenshot and then squint your eyes a little and you go, wait a second, does my artwork stick out? <laughs> and if it doesn't, and I'm serious, and mm -hmm. if it doesn't, you've got to change your, your primary color. I would say that the simpler the artwork, the better on iTunes. I tend to go with really solid colors for a background and they're very rarely black or white because black and white and blue really blend into all of the other artwork. So I like yellows and oranges and reads and mm -hmm. green, like neon, neon kind of greens, things like that that will jump off of the page when you squint. And you just have to see what your competition looks like and you want to make yourself um, a little bit different. So for me because I know a lot about the psychology of design, I went yellow background with, a, with black lettering. And I did that because that's the highest contrast that the human eye can experience. Mm -hmm. And that was totally on purpose that I did that. So, um, <clears throat> so my colors are now yellow, black, and orange. I have a little orange dot that's in my logo and a little bit of white as well. But, um, but when you look at your artwork, again, if you've got a, a, a logo, you kind of want that logo to be big and prominent or you want to... You want to make sure that whoever's going to live knows exactly what they're getting by looking at your artwork. They need to know. You, 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 you will not have an opportunity to explain to them what your like sort of meta logo concept idea is when they just are glancing at literally hundreds of different podcasts. They need to be able to see your show and go, oh, that's for me. Man, Michael, I'm really enjoying this conversation. And before we continue, let's take a second to thank today's sponsor. If you're looking for a web hosting service, my number one recommendation is Bluehost. For just $3.95 a month, you get unlimited web hosting and unlimited domain, which means that you can host as many websites as you want with just a single Bluehost account. You get 24-7 top-notch support and you can install all of your WordPress sites with just a couple of clicks. Go to 36entrepreneur.net slash Bluehost to sign up. And when you do, Bluehost gives you a $50 Facebook credit and $100 worth of Google AdWords. That's at 36entrepreneur.net slash Bluehost. Yeah, Michael, I think you touched on, on many important points. You know, I, I liked when you talked about, you know, not featuring a picture of yourself on the artwork uh, you know, with some exceptions <laughs> that you that you mentioned, for the fact that that doesn't really tell anything to the listener, and and you talked about the idea of you know a self-explanatory artwork, so that if people look at your podcast cover, they should get some kind of idea of you know what the concept behind the podcast is. And you talked about the color. You mentioned some uh, a great 
test that we can try with the art cover that we have so that we can really see if it stands out or if it blends in with all the others. And I want to ask you to share some, some tips in terms of podcast launch and podcast promotion. Maybe you can also relate some of the things you, you did and some of the things you still do with the Solopreneur Hour. So when I did mine, I had a, uh, my plan was to, I wanted to have, let's see how many episodes in the can. So I, I don't believe in recording too far ahead. I, I, I think it's a bad idea mm-hmm. um, because ultimately topical things are going to come into your show and you can't be like, oh, well, what did you think about the Olympics? And they were six months ago. <laughs> um, so I, I, so I like to keep it semi, you know, no more than a month out. Like I would never tell anybody to record more than a month of episodes at a time. In fact, I have a hard time telling people to do more than two weeks in advance. But um, so it's up to you. What I, I like to say to do is you want to have a month of shows recorded when you launch mm-hmm. plus three, plus three to five, depending on how you want to do this. But, but so if your show's once a week, you need to have at least four shows done. And then I would say three more. So you'd have seven shows com- you know, complete. In my case, I wanted to have 12 because I'm three times a week, um, <coughs> excuse me, plus a couple of others. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I, got, I had a really bad accident right before my show launch. So actually, I launched with, I think I had four. <laughs> uh, and I meant to have 12. Um, and I, you know, there's, there's different schools of thought on this. A lot of people say that you should launch with three to five shows on your first day. So have like three to five shows in your feed right away because if someone likes your content, they're going to go right on to episode two mm-hmm. and then episode three. So they kind of binge your show a little bit, which will give you a nice boost in downloads, which will then rank you higher in iTunes. That's the concept behind yeah. that. So it's, you know, and I would say that I think three to five is fine. Um, I don't think you need to do any more than that. Um, you could do less and it would probably still be fine, but... But um, I don't know. I like probably three, I would say minimum, and then five is the max. Um, and then the, the, the next, really, there's so much work to actually creating a show. Oh, yeah. There really is. It's a ton of stuff to do. And as you know, you're going through it right now, and it's like all this, all these moving parts. When you launch, I like to tell people to take a deep breath and relax a little bit. Like that's the time when you can get to go, whew, I just made mm-hmm. this thing. Your only job for the first few weeks is to beg, borrow, and steal ratings and reviews from your friends. (laughs) Just to to write every one of your relatives and tell them to go to iTunes and leave you a five-star review and subscribe to the show and leave a rating. Like that's, and you do that, which is why you like really build out your Facebook group beforehand. Let them know it's happening. I'm launching this couple weeks. I really need your help. Can I get, you know, just do a post. Can I get a group of volunteers? that will help me launch my podcast in two weeks and just post that on Facebook and let people go, oh, okay, I'll help you. I'll, like, and you say, you know, all it's going to take is about two minutes of your time. Um, it won't cost you anything. I just want like a show of hands of who's mm-hmm. in. And so you get a bunch of people to comment on Facebook that, hey, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. You get 30, 40, 50 of those. And those people then go onto iTunes when you launch and they subscribe, and they leave a rating, and they leave a review, you will fly to the top <laughs> of new and noteworthy in your, in your category. You will. And that's really your job, is to do that, get into some of the podcasting groups, and have them leave ratings and reviews. And unfortunately, like I think people have been gaming it so much now that you know, if you join a big podcasting group uh, that, that, you know, that a lot of people are launching shows, and a million people rate and review like right at once. I 
iTunes sees that and goes, yeah, right. We'll give you a boost for a day, but you don't get it for the whole mm -hmm. amount. So I think maybe getting them spread out a little bit and, and doing your work kind of, you know, ground, you know, the, the groundwork, if you will, and just writing to people and saying, hey, would you mind doing this and blah, blah, blah. That's going to have better results for you in the long term. It's just, just, so, but you, again, your only job when you launch your show is to get ratings, reviews, and, and, and most importantly, subscriptions to your show. So you really want to, you need to show iTunes that people really want to hear this show and then what they're hearing, they really like. So that's kind of the first thing. Um, in, in terms of the launch of guests, it's very important as the host to, there's things that you want to do uh, as a host to a guest to compel them to want to share their show. So typically when you're just starting a show, they're doing you a favor by being mm -hmm. on it. And that eventually will switch when your show gets big because then you can do a favor for them when they launch their book or their new platform or whatever. But when they have, and this will be a tip I'll give you uh, today, Jan, mm -hmm. which is when someone comes on your show, you make sure 100% that you tell your audience how to reach them at the beginning, the middle, and mm -hmm. the end of your show. So when you bring a guest on, like if it's me today, you would say, this is Michael O'Neill from the Solopreneur Hour. You can reach him at solohour.com or at Twitter at Solo Hour. Because mm -hmm. that makes us feel like you've done your research and you care about them. So you do that at the beginning, you do it in the middle of the show, and then you do it at the end of the show as well. You keep reminding people how they can reach that guest. Because again, that guest is doing you a favor by being on the show. What happens at the end of that is, they feel so good about being on the show that when you wrap up and you hit stop and you say, hey, so thank you so much, blah, 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 blah. And then you say, you know, are there any, is there anybody you think would be great for the show? Then they'll recommend great guests for you. And that's really honestly the only way when you're brand new to keep up leveling your guest game is to like, you get a good guest and you ask them who else, you know, would be on the show. And then they can say, oh yeah, it'd be a good fit for X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. you know? And so they'll introduce you. Like I just got introduced today to Robert Kiyosaki and Tony Robbins. Okay. That happened today from a guest. <laughs> Congrats. I had last, well, but I, but I, I don't know if I'll get them, but I got the introduction. Mm -hmm. So, and I did that because I was very, like I really catered to this particular guest that was on my show. And so that's, so that moment when you hit stop is really your number one growth asset for a podcast because then you can reach out to them and you can't just assume that they're going to share and just promote your show because they're not. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. However, if you ask them as soon as you hit stop and say, hey, that was a really great interview. Thank you so much for your time. If I send you some links, would you be willing to share this with your, your Twitter group and your Facebook group? And they say yes. Then you say, what's the best method for you? Do you want just like a click to tweet or do you just need a link and you'll send it yourself? And then they'll, you'll have an idea of how to send that to them and just make a note of that. So when the show comes out, you send it to them in the format that they requested. And since you already promised as the, as the guest, since I was like, oh yeah, I promised this guy I would share this, it's a, you're way more likely to get shares outside in the real world. That is a super insider tip mm -hmm. uh, I just gave you guys. But that's very true. Yeah, and Michael, I want to add to what you have said because uh, this is my second podcast and I've been running a music business podcast. So guys, in case some of you are interested, you can go to thejetspotlight.com and you can check it out there. And I think another great tip is to try to build a relationship 
with people before you actually gonna need it. You can share their content if they are, you know, if they have a blog, try to connect with them weeks or even months before you want to have them as guests so that once you reach out to them or there is someone that makes the introduction, you'll be already on the radar and they are more likely to say yes. But definitely, Michael, what you said, it's always great to really put the guest in the spotlight by mentioning, you know, their their website, their Twitter, their their new book if they have a new book, their their new program if they have a program. Really make it about them. Don't make it about you as the host. And great things are gonna happen to you. And Michael, obviously, you talked about how uh, monetization is not kind of really the first goal of a podcast, or 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 how it shouldn't really be, it should be about the passion, about trying to grow your audience. But I know that some of the listeners are probably eager because I mentioned in the beginning, obviously, if the the million downloads went from two to 4.5, for sure, also the amount of money you have made through the Solopreneur Hour has increased. Do you have a couple of monetization tips for the podcasters who are listening to you and I? Well, uh, I mean, you can monetize as quickly as you want to. I, you can, I, I would really pay attention to how the good ones, the good people, Adam Carolla, Howard Stern, um, anybody like sort of on live radio, NPR, uh, if you're in the States. Uh, I'm, I just mentioned a bunch of people in the States, so excuse me for, for not feeling international. No, of course. I, I, I know about them. I'm sure the listeners do as well. Well, the the how they do live reads, like how they read advertising is really important. They do it in a very specific way. And you've got to really study that because if you understand how an ad is, is read, that means then that you could get an affiliate program for let's say audible.com or any web host like Bluehost or something like that and read an ad just like you would if they were an actual paid advertiser on your show, but you're doing it as an affiliate. So let's say that Every time someone's up for an Audible, every time uh, someone signs up for an Audible, like I have a thing called Solo Hour Books. So if you want a free audio book, you just go there. And if people, 15 bucks. And so if I don't have an advertiser, I can just stick that in the, you know, stick that in as an ad. Mm -hmm. And hopefully a couple people buy it. That's me up, you know, a few bucks, 50 bucks per show or something like that. Um, and that you can do that right from the beginning. Plus, it gives your show a little bit of professionalism, I think. Like you don't want to saturate it with ads, but <laughs> if if you've got a thing, it's like, hey, this is brought to you by blah blah blah. Someone goes, oh, this this they must be doing something right. If they if they have advertisers, they must be doing something right. So, um, so you can do that right out of the gates. So just learning how to say something like, hey, this episode is brought to you by Audible. Just go to soulhourbook.com and get your free trial book, whatever. And then, uh, you know, a half hour into your show or halfway through the show, you do like a say, man, I love doing audiobooks and blah, blah. That's like an ad you could read on the show. And that doesn't, you don't even have a real advertiser. You just have a little affiliate program. So you can mm -hmm. do that for free. The second thing, the second tier of really anybody that's starting any online business is one-on-one -on -one consulting with people. So coaching, if you will. And you don't have to, you don't have to be the best in the world at what you do. You just have to be a little better than the person you're teaching. So if somebody wants to know, like, let's say you know how to ride a bike and your friend doesn't and you teach them how to ride a bike. Great. Now, you were essentially that person's coach, right? That's how that works. Mm -hmm. If enough people ask you to ride a bike, you're going to go, okay, I need to scale this. I need to, I need to teach people. So I'm going to make a video on how to ride a bike and I'll be able to scale it that way. That's kind of what happens in podcasting. If you have something that is 
sort of entrepreneurial, like like you do, Jan. Um, there's going to be enough people that trust what you say enough to say, hey, I want to learn from you because it sounds like you really know what you're talking about. And I think if you, Jan, if you start imparting your own personality and your own stories into your show, more people will trust the information they're getting from you because they yeah, go, oh, this guy's absolutely. been there. Be they, they've been there before. And so you get five or six of those people that write to you and say, hey, your show's really inspired me. Do you do any coaching or teaching? Well, then it's time. Then you know your audience is telling you, all right, it's time to create some kind of you know, group coaching program and, you know, it'll be 300 bucks or a hundred dollars a month or something and come in. And then that's really the next phase of monetization. And finally, the third one is when you get, when you get to a certain level of downloads, um, advertisers will start reaching out to you mm -hmm. um, and they'll say, Hey, we want to be on your show and we'll pay this much per episode or this much per month. Um, you know, are you interested? And that's, kind of the third. So those are the three. The first two are pretty low hanging fruit. I mean, you can, you can do the first one day one. The, the second one I, I monetize with solo lab, which is my group coaching program. That was December. So it was September, October, November. So four months in I, d I did solo lab and by month six, I had advertisers and I'd done, I'd already done six figures with the show. Man, that's that's unbelievable. And guys, you will find the links to everything Michael and I have talked about, the people who have mentioned in this episode in the show notes. And Michael already anticipated me. You can find more about the Solopreneur Hour at solopreneurhour.com. Michael is on Twitter at SoloHour. And Michael, before I thank you for being here with us, I want to ask you to tell us a couple of things about the Solo Lab, a unique kind of mastermind. Yeah, it's it's that's my group coaching program, and and what for for me, what I realized when I started the show is that people are so um, you know we have our favorite sports. You have your favorite football player, uh, and and by that I meant your favorite soccer player. Uh, you have <laughs> your favorite American football player. You have tennis and and cycling and all these things. Every one of those people you see on television has a coach. Every one of them. There's nobody you see at the top of their game that doesn't have at least one coach and probably many. Mm -hmm. They have strength and conditioning coaches. They have technique coaches. They have someone who's just doing their swing, just doing their, their diet. They have all of these things going for them. But somehow when it comes to business, we don't think we need a coach. We're just gonna, we're gonna try to like go through the room blindly and try to figure all this stuff out you know, maybe just listen to podcasts or something like that. It's so important <laughs> to have a coach, but when you're, when you're first starting out, you don't have a ton of money. So that's where these paid masterminds make sense. So what Solo Lab is, is a group. Um, we have a really amazing Facebook group um, that is very engaged. Um, we, have, we do a live Google Hangout uh, once a week. Mm -hmm. And on that Google Hangout, anybody that's in the group gets their question answered. And then I do coaching calls with the Solo Lab people. So they get a couple of calls when they first start. Uh, and then as they keep, it's quarterly, um, as, it, as they keep renewing, I, we keep adding calls. So eventually we're doing weekly calls together. And we're some people that have books, people, a lot of people have done podcasts, a lot of people that have done brick and mortar businesses and all kinds of different online businesses. And we help them through the process of working alone, but we do it together. So we work on their brand. We work on who's going to be who's going to be listening to them. Who's going to be who are they going to be speaking to? What platform is best? Whether it's blogging or podcasting or publishing, mm -hmm. we talk about um, how what their strategy is and how they're going to take their business to the next level. And then literally go through each one of those steps, like creating their brand, 
launching their podcast, you know, supporting them through the next phases, helping them grow. And I'm very proud that we've had a lot of great people that have graduated uh, from Solo Lab. So um, it's uh, I want sololab.com if you guys want to check it out. Perfect. And guys, don't forget to go on iTunes or Stitcher or both if you're using both. Look for the Solopreneur Hour with Michael O'Neill. Hit subscribe and leave ratings and reviews. Michael, thank you so much for being here on the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast, for telling us more about all the great things you do and for sharing some tips on how to launch a successful podcast. Jan, it's been a little slice of heaven, my friend. Thank you so much. All right, everybody, we are back. Michael, thank you so much for being here with us. I had a great time talking to you and thank you for all the golden nuggets you shared with us about how to launch a successful podcast. And I said it in the intro, I want to remind you that you find the show notes with the links to everything Michael and I have discussed in this episode at 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 12 including the link to Michael's report, the top 10 must-use resources for every solopreneur. So if you are a solopreneur, go to the 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 12 show notes and download your free copy of the top 10 must-use resources for every solopreneur. And in the show notes, you also find the link to my podcasting course. You can also find it if you go to the 360entrepreneur.net slash podcasting. You find the free podcasting course there where you can add some things to what Michael and I have talked about in this episode. So now you've gotten the tips for how to launch a podcast. If you have decided that you want to take action and launch a podcast, let me know. Go to the post page at episode 12 leave a comment there in the comment section or or tell me on Twitter at Yannick underscore Ilunga. I'd love to hear more about your show. So make sure to let me and Michael as well know by leaving a comment there below the show notes. In the next episode, episode 13, we're going to talk about something you can use or you should use, maybe I should say, for marketing your business, which is video. We're going to talk about do-it-yourself video and video marketing. And I can't wait for that episode because it's going to be as fun as today's episode. I'm Yanni Lunga and you've listened to the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. For more tips and tools, head over to www.360entrepreneur.net.